Welcome to the Pubcast, your inside look at electronic publishing. From ebooks to websites to podcasts and more, join us as we interview the professionals on the cutting edge of publishing. My name is Brianna Lowen, and today we'll be speaking with Chris Brock, who is the manager of, the, of digital vendor operations at Constellation Digital Services. Chris, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you for having me. Now, as I understand it, Constellation is a fairly new company. Is that correct? We, it's not really a company. It's a division of Perseus Books Group. And what that means is that in about 2007, we had 350 independent publishers we just did distribution for. And one day they asked us the question, what do you do for ebooks? And we said, what do we do for ebooks? And, uh, we started, started, we sort of started with there. Um, with one employee up until 2009, and then we've started bulking up ever since. But yeah, about 2008 on is how long we've been around. And can you just give uh, me and our listeners a little background about what else Constellation does? You, you specifically said ebooks and something about distribution, but what else does Constellation do? We do everything digital from uh, print on demand and short print run. Short print run is uh, especially good for academic titles. Uh, usually you do your first offset run, 10,000 titles or more, or books or more. And then with short print run, we order based on your uh, actual order quantity. So if you only sell 500 units a year, we're only printing you five to 600 units a year um, instead of having that backlog of uh, that 10,000 books sitting in a warehouse not going anywhere. Um we do print on demand, which is exactly what it sounds like, which is uh, the order comes in, we print the book. Uh, that really gives titles that may not have any life right now. It keeps them alive, and we, we really like the program. It's very eco-friendly. And then we do the ebooks piece, and ebooks is such an ambiguous term, I think, anymore, but uh, we take print-ready files, and we do everything from making sure they get turned into EPUBs uh, or a specialty EPUB and making sure they get to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all those wonderful e-book retailers. And uh, sometimes that includes troubleshooting, but for the most part, um, from A to Z, digital print and ebook creation and distribution, we do it all. Uh, in terms of distribution, what we do is we make sure that uh, we have a captive audience of 750 independent publishers that we... Okay, we have a captive audience of 300 publishers, but we have a, an audience... 750 publishers that we make sure go out into the world, and that's in any variety. That uh, search inside the book at Amazon, um, that wonderful feature, we make sure that happens. Uh, the Google search as well, and um, we just make sure that ebooks get up. That's kind of the long and short of what we do. <laughs> Excellent. And so you say you work with 750 publishers at this time? Uh, yes, they're not all in the Constellation program. That is just the number I have in my head. About 400 of them are definitely in the program. Um, but it's a growing number every day. And these are all smaller independent publishers. I would use the word small. Independent's a good word just because we have the range of, uh, uh, Papaloa Press is a good one. She does a single book on the Kauai underground. I believe once every four years or so she updates it, but it's just one title. And then we have, uh, Columbia University Press, which is, you know, 14,000 titles strong and growing. So we've got quite the, the breadth. And how many did you say you started with when this was kind of still directly under Perseus and there was just the one employee? Well, we have six internal imprints, which we really like to tout. Uh, we are a publisher as well as a distributor, which is a kind of a unique thing. Be, and that means that we originally had 12. Now we have six. They've merged mostly. 
we started with about 120. Yeah, no, we're probably at about 120. It's it's kind of grown off and on. We have an entire uh, division that actually does all the acquisitions and signs people on. So we're more the operations piece of it. We don't do a lot of the, come on, you know, you want to. So I was just looking at the website and you said that some of the the vendors that you work with, I mean, they're the big names, Amazon Kindle, the Apple iPad, Nook, uh, Google, Kobo, NetGalley, all those big ones. Um, do you work with all of these vendors directly or are, there, are they kind of spread out throughout Constellation? Oh, no. Um, in fact, as the vendor manager, I am one of two people that works with them all directly. I have a counterpart that does all the uh, signing and dining, I call it. Um, they make sure that the deal is made, that the sales are coming in, that the you know they do the contract piece of it, and I do the making sure things happen piece of it. We have actually, yeah, you listed all the big ones, but we definitely have in the range of 40 vendors now looking to expand that greatly, including some of the sub-distributors, I'll call them, uh, like Ingram and Overdrive. They actually have their own set of partners that they also deliver books to. So, And I also noticed this is just from kind of an overview of uh, Constellation that I'm seeing on the site that you guys work with Consortium, uh, Publishing Group West, Faber Factory, Legato. Can you kind of explain what those are and how how you work with them? Oh, <laughs> they're actually all divisions of our company. Uh, it's all under the, uh, the corporate umbrella of Perseus LLC, but we have different silos and they're all kind of different flavors. Uh, Legato being the newest, Faber Factory being our UK partners, and then Publisher Group West is more of a fiction groovy folks in California. Um, CBSD, uh, Consortium Books Group is more of an independent, we may only have five books, but they are the best five books ever made. Um, very much poetry, very curated. Um, and then there's PD. They have a lot of our bigger clients, Skyhorse and, uh, Columbia. So, uh, they do it big and they do it well. And then there's just the Perseus Books Group, which is our internal imprints and they do mostly nonfiction and very yeah very uh, books that range from uh, vegan lifestyle to textbooks to history books now just just some questions for about you could you explain for us what you do on a daily basis i know it probably changes day to day who you're working with and what you need to get done but just kind of some of those interesting some of your favorite tasks that you get to do or some of the more frustrating ones that are hard but feel good to get done one of the most satisfying things I do is the print-on-demand piece. Uh, it's not technically a part of my job. It's uh, In publishing, we all wear different hats. It's just sort of the norm. Uh, what we, what I do that is the most satisfying is I do print-on-demand, which means I deliver a title to Lightning Source or CreateSpace, and that title is within five days on sale, and that's very satisfying for me. My day-to-day looks more like I am part of a two-person team. Uh, I like to describe it as uh, the technical account managers make sure the files get in, and then after they go out, I make sure they go up. We have a forward-facing tool called the dashboard that all of our clients get, and it tells you on a title-by-title level what's going on with your book, where it is, where it isn't, and things like that, and I mostly make sure that that's as up-to-date as possible. Uh, Most frustrating part of my day, let's see. I don't know if I have a truly frustrating part. Uh, Right now, unfortunately, I'm short-staffed. Um, because we have so many partners, it really is like identifying particularly international, uh, difficulties. 
Apple has a, a, a grid of pricing it uses is the best example I have. And that means that if it's a new release title, it has to fit in this box. And if it's not a new release title, it has to fit in this box. Per territory, it's a different box. So um, it may be live and selling in the U.S. and Canada, but in uh, Slovenia, it's not selling today because it doesn't fit in the Slovenia box. So it's not selling in the Slovenia, but I have to figure out why. And sometimes that can be very tedious when you're talking about uh, 45,000 titles. How did, how did you come to kind of work in this position? It's kind of a new area for publishing um, within the last, you know, especially last five years, but even like last 10, 15 years. And so kind of what was your path to working with Constellation? Uh, I came upon this position kind of by accident. I had been working at Kinko's for a few years and was mentored by a gentleman who taught me how to do anything and everything with PDF files. Um, in the original version of ebooks, we had EPUBs, but we didn't understand them is what I want to say. They were so new that we, we were like, it's reflowable text. We don't know what to do with it. But we had PDFs and we really wanted to focus on that. So I was actually hired originally to make sure that PDFs were going right, uh, that our publisher files were going correctly, that we had them prepared so that they were web readable, so that they weren't these giant textbooks. I've been a student with a PDF book and, uh, you know, when it takes 30 seconds for each page to load, you, you don't read. So, uh, I made sure that they were small enough and compact and web optimized. And I kind of got pushed into the vendor manager position on accident. The beautiful thing and horrible thing about ebooks is that they're ever evolving. Um, <laughs> which means that we have to ever evolve with it. Uh, most of my team actually doesn't come from a lot of a publishing background, which is kind of scary for a lot of people, but uh, it's because uh, we've had a lot of good luck with people who are used to those really ever-changing environments. So uh, when we do it this way one day and we do it this way the next day, they don't go, I don't understand. They go, okay, how do we make it work better? Um, so we've kind of shifted a lot. Like even where my what my position was last year is vastly different from what it is this year. So um, needless to say, process documentation is very difficult to maintain because uh, you can't just say, this is how you do your job. You have to say, this is how you probably do your job today. Tomorrow, maybe not. You have to be pretty adaptable to uh, come into the world of digital publishing. Yes. So he said it's continuously changing. And what it is today will not be what it is in a couple of years from now. Not even maybe in three months. And that's wonderful. And we are reaching a point where I think it's stabilizing. But what I think a lot of people don't talk about, if I may diverge here for a second, we're sort of in this weird phase of ebooks where you almost need a programmer to design your ebook, but you also need a designer to design your ebook. But people don't want to spend time or money on it. So you'll have this gorgeous art book that you, if you could think outside of the printed page, you could really do so much with, but it's going to take time and money and skill and no one's really, really willing to explore support or unfortunately the vendors are not ready to support yet. Uh, a lot of the features that can be done. Apple is actually ahead of the game on that. They support almost every feature of buzzwords, HTML five and EPUB three, but they're one of the few vendors that can accommodate all of those neat features like inserting video and having an animation go across the page or anything like that. How is it working with some of the different platforms? I know you said Apple allows for some of the new features, but you still have people who are reading on the more basic Kindle, which is just black and white text, sometimes a black and white photo. 
explain, you have to do um, the EPUB file or the MOBI file, those different things. Kind of how, what is it like having to deal with those differences as you're having new formats that are getting better, but you still have to support the older ones? It's kind of the bane of our existence. Uh, this is why we love fiction publishers. Thank you, fiction publishers. Uh, because there are varieties, of, there are flavors of EPUBs. There are flavors of Moby, which is just a basically an EPUB and a Kindle wrapper. There are fixed layout. I don't know if you're familiar with these at all, so apologies if I throw out terms that don't make any sense. A fixed layout EPUB is an EPUB that looks as close as you can to a printed book. So it basically takes an image of a page and makes the text on top of it reflowable. Uh, very cool for children's books, very cool for art books, but um, it's expensive, it's a little bulky, really works best on uh, the iPad, regardless of what app you read it on. And great, wonderful book. This is where I diverge for a second and say, one of the funniest conversations I had in 2009 was with Kindle and how they told us one of the best-selling books we had on the Kindle, old Kindle, was Sunsets. And it was just a book about sunsets. Even though it was old, black and white, uh, e-ink device, it was one of the best-selling books, and it just always amuses me. Uh, we have come so far since then, and uh, I don't know if Sunsets is still a bestseller, but um, the way we really support those older versions is we have different formats, different ISBNs for one book. So we'll have a... Uh, we had a book called Days of Destruction, Days of Revolt as the best example I have. Uh, we made a PDF version, a uh, Nook uh, page perfect version, a fixed format version, a Kindle comic version, and a regular as we could get it version. And each one looks different. Each one has different uh, elements it can support. Each one can be read on some devices and not on others. So uh, we had, I think we had five versions of that book and... It was awesome, but it was also terrifying to sort of juggle all the initial uh, who goes where, who gets what sort of pieces. I've heard um, people from, from other publishers talk about how they often have to you know, decide which of their books are going to work best um, in the pub format. They have some really, really nice books um, with photos or that are of different layouts, but they figure you know, it's not worth the cost to produce the EPUB for this versus what we'll make back on it, coffee table books math books, those kind of things. Do you guys go through a similar selection process with some of the indie publishers you work with? The one thing that I think a lot of publishers are missing right now is that person who, who makes that decision. Is uh, My boss actually said it best at a conference in London Book Fair, and that is ebooks should not be an afterthought. They should be part of your integrated design process. When you're editing that book, when you're putting that book together, when you're designing the template, think about your ebook because... Uh, we have a designer here who has been doing it for like 15, 20 years. And when we told him what an ebook looked like, when we showed him and showed him some of the challenges, it took him about 30 minutes to rearrange a very complex math book into something that fit into an ebook almost perfectly. And that kind of expertise in 15 minutes goes from, oh no, we can make this an ebook to, hey, we made an additional $3,000 a year from students. Some uh, The TAMs do this more than I do. They 
definitely liaise, at least especially when they when publishers first come on and they don't have a lot of experience with ebooks. We give them their options. We give them samples. We show them examples of what can be done, and we try and give them costs and things. But for the most part, on the distribution side, we try and stay out of the conversion process and out of the decision process because we do want publishers to engage on that. Um, it's your book. You should know what it can be done and what shouldn't be done. Um, and we've had some great success with a lot of people. Um, Harvard University Press, very savvy, know exactly what they want, exactly what they can do. We have some Feynman books from Basic. Um, uh, Caltech uh, is the people who actually write it, and they are so savvy that they just they are like, here's what we want you to print. Here's what we want you to turn into an ebook. And so we don't even have to do that design process for them. It's awesome. But then we have the other publishers who don't want to pay attention yet. They're not they're not ready to really open up and see either what's possible or what's being done. And unfortunately, they're really in the mindset of, you know, push it out. Twenty more bucks is fine. We don't care. Um, we'll make one hundred dollars on this book and nothing on this book and it'll even out. Uh, we mostly see that in people that have uh, straight up fiction, um, erotica, uh, things that are a lot more text oriented because there isn't a lot of thinking behind that. It's when we get into the coffee table publishers. One of my internal publishers is running press and they do almost exclude, they do those little mini kits you see at Barnes and Noble. Amazon always asks us, can you turn those into eBooks? And we go, how we, it's a, it's a little Loch Ness monster with a tie. We can't really make that appear on your desk in an eBook. You know, we have, but running press is, is one of our most attuned publishers because they do have to pay attention to it. Whereas you have like, and 90% of their stuff is, mildly complex history books, but it's still mostly text. So um, they look at them, but they don't, you know, really focus on every decision. Because Constellation is, you know, directly a part of um, Perseus, you see that a lot of their imprints, like you said, are kind of taking that into consideration when they're um, choosing how to lay out books, like you said. Do you see that mm-hmm. happening in the wider publishing world with some of the bigger uh, companies who also have in-house, you know, digital departments? Or do you think that they're moving that way? I see a trend from conversion houses and from publishers. I see a trend of right now the, okay, it used to be we got a print PDF and we sent it to France or uh, Iowa or India and we got it converted into an EPUB. Um, that is starting to become unsustainable, especially as people learn more and they develop more skills and more things come become available. Uh, Kobo has a tool that I believe you can actually go in and paste all your text and paste all your images and generate an EPUB. Uh, there's a lot of those now. Uh, InDesign has some plugins. They're kind of broken, but they're not broken in that they, they have whole seminars that basically go, here's how you generate an EPUB. Here's how you fix it. As, as it becomes more viable, I think that I, I'm starting to see a lot more tools being built, a lot of more services being offered that are, here are all the things you can use to make your own book. And I, I, I'm willing to bet in the next five years, almost uh, a big chunk of that conversion process will actually be in-house and people will have their own digital design departments. I'm not sure how big they'll be or how much uh, money they're going to pay to do it, but we're actually developing a tool for our internal publishers uh, to convert books um, of a less complex nature so that they, instead of going and paying the $300 to get it converted, they can just have, uh, tragically, have intern A uh, do it uh, and design it and export it and actually look at it and be able to correct it when it comes back in. This might be kind of a, of a stretch of a question. Sure. Um, but where where do you see uh, 
Constellation service is kind of heading in, in, the, in the near future, the next couple of years. Are you guys looking, you know, to expand, expand the client base of publishers, maybe the services that you're providing, or even like the vendors? Obviously, you're, you're, you're gaining more of these all the time. That's kind of general goal. But do you know what the, what the focus is where you're trying to move? So where I see us in a few years is I think the next big revolution is content splicing. The biggest fear when ebooks came out was a lot of publishers are going, it's going the way of the music industry. What do we do? But the difference between books and music is obviously I don't want to buy chapter five of The Great Gatsby. I don't, I don't want to do it. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but you do have things like cookbooks or textbooks that have chapters on content that would make good individual um, items. We are talking to a partner named book slice right now they're actually denver based i'm in boulder which is pretty sweet and they actually specialize in spliced and spliced content and it's a great opportunity for textbooks for like i said cookbooks and for things that may independently be very nice like uh the way they sell it is they say at point of sale point of sale integration i'll call it that uh i buy a bike um i sell my publishing company sells a bike manual uh, they buy the bike and on my, my, uh, smartphone, it comes up with, Hey, do you want the manual for this bike? It's for 99 cents. You can buy just the piece of this book that re- that's about your bike. And you can go, yeah, 99 cents. I'm in. That's where I see the future of eBooks going in the immediate future. Beyond that, I think, I think publishers are going to have to figure out that, uh, this isn't what you have to be limited by. Um, you don't have to be limited by the words on the page and how they look on that page. And the fact that there's a graph here doesn't mean you can't explore beyond that. Doesn't mean you can't house more data in an ebook. And I think publishers right now are very scared of exploring outside of the printed book. As far as Constellation, I think we're going to expand both directions. Um, I think we're always looking for new clients. We've had a lot of big not acquisitions. We've had a lot of big clients sign on in the last couple of years or the last year even um, with the creation of Legato and with Faber factories always coming on with new people. And with that, our mantra has become something to expand into the international market. Uh, the international market in the UK is finally sort of, um, they're about a year and a half to two years behind the US market. Uh, shot up and then sort of plateaued and the UK market has finally kind of hit their plateau. And so now they're starting to even out on book sale, you know, ebook sales. Uh, it's not as much of a revolution, but you also have other countries like Sweden, Denmark, who are just now kind of starting to hit that, that uh, precipice where they're going to, they're just going to start shooting up soon. And we haven't really engaged them. Um, China, Singapore, India are these markets that I don't feel like they've really hit their their stride in terms of ebooks yet. So our our expansion is into international to try and beat them to the punch. So when everybody wants that ebook on whatever in India, we're there. Since you don't kind of have as much of a history specifically in traditional book publishing, which I know for a lot of people creates kind of a love for print books, and that's why a lot of people are hesitant to try to move into ebooks because they see them as kind of damaging the thing that they love. And so they, they're hesitant to try to grasp it. Do you think that's been a really, really, really big benefit for your office because you're all much more maybe eager than the old world publishing professional to kind of get to dive into that market? I, I say yes and no. It's actually really interesting. My department is uh, we're all kind of younger. 
but we're also very split on that. Uh, we've had half of the people go, Oh my God, I love ebooks. How did I live without them? And then the other people go, Oh no, I'll never read an ebook again. You know, printed word is for me. I can't leave an ebook. I'm not going to leave my tablet on the, the coffee shop table when I'm done with it because that's what I like to do. I like to make sure books make it out into the world. And so we've, we've actually got this very split personality thing going on, but we also have other departments that are very, you know, no, the printed book, we must cling to the printed book. The printed book is everything. Um, and I feel like if they had more of an understanding of what a printed book could, or an ebook could do, they'd be a little bit more susceptible to it. Uh, a great example is my mother. I love my mother. She's a little bit older. She reads books like water. Uh, the one thing she hates is having shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves of like romance novels. Oh man, we gave her a Kindle and now she still has 7,000 books, but they're all right here. And so she loves it. She doesn't know how she lived before she had eBooks. Um, so I think it's more a matter of, of what you really do with, with your, with your, with your content. Like I'm, I, I love both of them. I love having eBooks for, uh, more disposable reading and I love having, I love having my hardbound comic book sitting on my shelf. I love having, um, my uh, ridiculously annotated signed copy of uh, Dragonlance sitting next to it. You know, I I, I really love both uh, medias, and I think that I think that people, much like the internet, has become our source of news. But we still really like newspapers and magazines and, and official news channels. I feel eventually they will kind of even out, and it won't be. You have to feel you have to love one. You have to love the other. It'll just be like, yay, reading. <laughs> They're all books. They're all books. We all love stories. We all love knowledge. Yeah. My very final question for you is, do you have any advice to young industry professionals or students who are looking to get into the world of electronic and digital publishing? What what advice would you have for them in, in this time? Metadata. Learn about it. Love it. Figure it out. Metadata is one of our big words this year, but it, it isn't us. It is uh, an industry standard. Metadata is how you your book gets found. Metadata is how your book gets out there. Metadata is how your book sells. Metadata, metadata, metadata. The second thing is learn. Learn about publishing, yes. Learn about editing, yes. Learn about Java. Learn about HTML. And do not be afraid to try it. Don't be afraid to try breaking open an ebook. Don't be afraid to try figuring out what happens if I change this. Ebooks are, at the end of the day, code. They're mini programs. They're mini websites inside of what essentially is a zip file. They're not intimidating. I grew up in a web atmosphere. I used to build my own websites. I used to do my own web comics. I used to post my own everything. So when I open up an ebook, at first, you stare at the code and go, oh, my God, what have I done? And then you go, wait a minute. I know all this. I totally understand it, if you just think about it. So for a young industry professional, what we're looking for right now is the hybrid person that doesn't exist. And I've seen this job posting everywhere. We want the person who can do all the hard work with the metadata, who knows about acquisitions or marketing, but we also want them to be able to open up and replace the cover in the ebook. We want them to be able to understand why Amazon has rejected this book for typos that we couldn't find. How could they find them? Oh, because it transferred all our F's into T's when we did the conversion. Ooh, uh, can you fix that? <laughs> you know, we want that person now. And, and that person 
uh, is developing, but a lot of them don't exist unless they were sort of accidentally shoved into it in the beginning, I feel. I've seen a lot of people who were accidentally shoved into it. I work with a lot of them, but um, I don't feel like that that perfect ebook person exists yet. So that is the skill we're definitely looking for is if you can say metadata and HTML5 in the same sentence, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Chris. I know we all really appreciate it. And thank you for taking time out of, I know, a busy day. No worries. Thank you very, thank you very much for the opportunity. You're welcome. This has been the Pubcast. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.thepubcast.org.